Well, good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you all. Um, my name is Kyle Lounsbury, and my wife was the beautiful young lady that was up here earlier, giving us our welcome and announcements. And we help serve in the campus ministry here in Orange County, and we love uh, the campus ministry. There we go. There they are right there. Um, but it's great to be with everyone this morning. Um, today, we're going to be getting my space up here. I'm a pretty big guy, so I don't want to uh, knock any mic stands over. But it's great to be with everyone. Today, we're going to be continuing in our Models of Faith sermon series. You got it right there. Models of Faith sermon series. And hasn't it just been an encouraging time looking at certain characters in the Bible or characteristics in the Bible that are worthy of imitation? It's been encouraging, and today we're going to be continuing in that and taking a look at actually an Old Testament character named Joshua. All right, we all know the story of Joshua, but today's topic is going to be on leadership. All right, leadership. Joshua was a leader. And for the kids here in the audience, today's word of the day is lead. All right, the word of the day is lead. So kids, tally how many times today in the service the word lead is mentioned. It can be within a greater word like leadership or leader. That still counts as lead. So count how many times. That's going to be a, a tricky one. Um, and hopefully your parents can get you some sort of gift if you got the right amount after service. We never end up knowing who got the right amount, but we'll find out one of these days, will we? Uh, but as we get in here, into the Word, the story of Joshua is very powerful. You know, Joshua, for those who don't know, was Moses' aide. He was, he was helping Moses lead the Israelite nation. And Moses was the leader of the Israelites, but we all know he was not going to be the one to lead them into the Promised Land. Joshua, however, was next in line. Joshua was the next leader of the Israelite nation, and God promised to him that he would be the one that would lead them into that land that God had promised. Now, Joshua, like any leader or anybody taking on a role of that sort, had his, had his challenges, had his obstacles, had things that got in the way, but he had the grit to lead the nation of Israel into the promised land with the help of God. And today, we won't be able to go through, the, obviously, the whole story of Joshua, but I did want to take a specific look and focus on the installment of Joshua as the leader of Israel. So we're going to pick up here in Joshua chapter 1, and the first point of 2 today is called, With the Leadership of the Lord. Alright, with the leadership of the Lord. And it's going to be a phrase that will be completed by the second point, but it's with the leadership of the Lord. Joshua chapter 1, please turn with me there. We'll pick up in verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give Give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon. 
and from the great river the Euphrates all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate, it on, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Alright. What an inspiring passage. Right? This is an interaction with God and Joshua. God is talking to him. And something I love really about this passage is the promises we see God giving to Joshua. Isn't that so amazing? He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? The Lord, he believed in Joshua. Right? Who here, if we were in Joshua's place, would feel believed in with the words being spoken to him? We would all feel believed in, right? Be strong and courageous. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now think about the task that Joshua's about to encounter on, right? The task of leading an entire nation into the promised land. They didn't have buses. They didn't have planes or big old ships they can just throw people on and just move them. They were in the desert, right? They are in a difficult spot. He's moving and leading this nation into the promised land. They might have had boats, but I don't know about big old ships, right? Like the Titanic. But you get the point. Yeah, not the Titanic. That one crashed, but you know, you get the point. Now, Joshua needed what? He needed the confidence, not in himself, but in God. And that's what he got. You know, and something I think, brothers and sisters, I think we can sometimes fail to acknowledge in our lives that we need the leadership and the confidence of Christ in our lives. Joshua clearly needed this. And, you know, I think personally for myself, I can struggle with this at times. My biggest struggle, I would probably say, is my own pride. I can get so prideful to the point where I can just become so self-reliant, think I got everything under control, and I can fix any problem that comes my way. Now I'm learning, I'm young, and I've already learned very quickly that is not the case. I can't figure that out. I can't fix every problem. But... I can find myself far too often relying on my own ability, my own experience, rather than on Christ's ability and Christ's experience. Anybody relate to that a little bit? I think we can all relate to that. And I can leave behind the strength of God and start using my own strength. But as we see in the scriptures, this is not the case with Joshua. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But I did want to share a quick story here about a time when I was in college. I graduated from Cal State San Bernardino. Um, And, you know, when I was in school there as a sophomore in college, I became very self-reliant pretty quickly. And I realized that was definitely a struggle I had. And I remember my sophomore year, I had just started leading a Bible talk on campus and helping people, and very quickly I learned people did not really want to follow me. 
I was trying to figure out why aren't people listening? Why don't they want to follow? Well, it's because I wasn't close to God. I was too self-reliant. I, I thought I had all the answers. I, I wasn't approachable. I wasn't somebody that they felt they could believe in. You know, and little by little, I had to learn the hard way by trial and error. And I, at one point, I fell into some sin that really gave me a rude awakening. That helped me realize, wow, I am not invincible. I don't have all the answers. And it was a humbling experience. And I had to learn to surrender to God's authority and leadership in my life. And luckily... A few months after that, after a lot of learning, a lot of growing, a lot of help from different people, God actually rewarded me. And he brought two brothers into our ministry at that time that I had no idea what God was going to do with that. And I didn't know how our relationship would work out. And I, didn't, I was fearful, man, I hope they will, will try to help me lead. And after two years, they became my best friends, my best friends. And to this day, they still are. And I take that experience at such a young age, and I'm still young, I'm sure gonna, I'm going to have many more experiences, but I take that moment and it teaches me when I surrender my will to God's, He absolutely has a better plan than I do. You know, God has given all of us in here talents, skills, abilities. However, we know that relying on our own ability, it's not going to last forever. If we rely on our own skills, if we rely on our abilities, we're going to fall flat on our face at some point. We'll burn out. Now imagine if Joshua just decided, you know what, God? Thanks for the leadership opportunity. I got it. I don't need your help. I can lead a million people into the promised land. Have a good one. Thanks. He wouldn't have gotten far. He would have failed pretty quickly. But the reality is sometimes this can be us. And we don't even realize it sometimes. We can do this directly to God and say, God, I got this. I'll take care of it. You know, in what ways do you guys find yourself doing this to God? Saying, God, I got this one. I don't need your help. We're good. Maybe not blatantly doing that, but without realizing it, maybe you do. Maybe it's in some of our marriages. I'm a newlywed, and I can already find this to be a temptation. Oh, I don't need discipling. I don't need training from an older couple who knows how to do this. We'll figure it out. Maybe that's some of you guys. Maybe even in your older age, you're realizing, hey, I got this one. We got to figure it out. Maybe it's, oh, I don't need spiritual training or accountability in my life. God's got me. I'll figure it out. Or maybe it's our finances. Maybe, oh, I don't need the wisdom from the scriptures or experience from trusted brothers and sisters who have done it before. Or maybe for some of us it can be, oh, I don't have to be at midweek. I don't need to be at the other events. I'll have my quiet time and read a couple of scriptures and I'll be okay. I don't need to be devoted to the body. Let's be real here. These are temptations, guys. And the reason I'm sharing these is because this is exactly the thoughts that I can have sometimes. I'm sure most of us have had these temptations in our walk, and this is exactly what Satan wants us to believe. It's exactly what he wants us, because it weakens us and it hardens our hearts towards God and his leadership. And God ultimately believes in us and wants us to be led by him, not ourselves. 
What I love about Joshua's example is you see clearly he allows for God to lead him in his life. And that is worthy of imitation. In verse 8, it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Joshua was commanded to rely on God day and night, and he had to be close to the Lord and the Word in order to do so. In order to be the leader he was made for. So how are we doing in this church? Are we in our word? Are we meditating on the scriptures? Are we relying on the Lord day and night? Are we obeying everything in the scriptures? Psalm 119, 15, it's on the board here. It says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Are we meditating on the precepts? Are we meditating and fixing our eyes on God's ways? I, I get it. It can be hard. We can get distracted. We can get caught up in the rhythm of life and, oh, I got to get up early for work and I got to get to work before traffic picks up. And I get it. Life can get busy. But we have to prioritize the word. We have to prioritize God. Amen. You guys with me? You know, the amazing thing is when we do this daily, we get confidence from Christ. Right? What does the scripture say there in verse 8? It says, you will be prosperous and successful. I don't know anybody that doesn't want to be that. Prosperous and successful. When we surrender our lives to God and we commit our ways to Him daily, we will be prosperous and successful. And we receive that confidence Joshua received. We get that final statement, right? In verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We all want that. We want God to be following us wherever we go. This has to be the greatest piece of confidence someone's ever heard. Personally, I think this is the coolest passage in the Bible. God himself is saying this to Joshua, the leader of the chosen nation. And Joshua was able to have this confidence because of his submission and reverence to God. We have to allow ourselves to be submitted to God. And he allowed the leadership of the Lord to be what guided his steps. Church, I want to ask you this question this morning. Are you allowing the leadership of the Lord to guide your steps? Are you allowing the leadership of the Lord to guide your steps? Is it sometimes? Is it never? Is it always? It has to be daily. We have to have God be the center of everything we do in our lives. Our marriage, our family, our friendships, career, hobbies, whatever it is, God's got to be the center. We are defined not by what we do in our career. We're not defined by what we do for fun. We're, de we're defined by Jesus Christ. And here's why. If we put God at the forefront of our lives and allow the leadership of the Lord to guide our steps, 
we get to do something amazing. And that's the second point of today. The first was with the leadership of the Lord. The second is people will follow. You become influential, not because of who you are, but because of who you're allowing to control and lead and be inside of you. And that's the Lord. Let's continue reading in Joshua 1, verse 10. It says, So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get your provisions ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he had said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you. And until they take, until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them, after that you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Verse 16, Then they Answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Wow. So let me just explain what's going on here. The confidence Joshua received from having God as his leader trickled down into the people he was leading. Let me say that again. The confidence of God in his life, the leadership guiding him, spread to the people of Israel. Look at that impact that Joshua was able to have by just deciding to allow God to guide his steps. Just one decision. Okay, God, you will lead. And look what happened. I don't know about you, but if you were in his position and you had to decide between yourself and your ability and trying to lead a million people... Or God and his ability, and you're actually talking, he's talking to God. This is pretty impre impressive, right? God is talking to him, and they're having a full conversation here. But having the confidence of God, I think we would all choose that, right? Now, we all talked, and granted, sometimes we don't, sometimes it's hard. But if you think about this for a second, this was all because he decided to allow the Lord to lead his steps. In verse 16, it says, whatever you commanded us, we will do. And whatever you send, wherever you send us, we will go. They said, aye, aye, Captain, let's do it. Let's go. We're going into the promised land. We believe in you because you are led by God. And they trusted him. Brothers and sisters, I want to ask you this morning, do we fully understand the impact we will have if we allow God to lead us in our lives? Do we understand that impact? Think about how much we could influence people in a godly way, in our families, in our communities, just in here alone. 
Imagine the impact we can have by allowing the leadership of the Lord to guide our steps. Imagine how our family will look with parents who are prioritizing the leadership of the Lord in their lives. Think about how many strong marriages we'll have in the church if we would trust and rely on the power of God. Now, what about the secure and wise financial plans many of us would have with the full guidance from God? And lastly, just imagine the depth of relationships of our family here. Of the relationships, not only in this room, but the new ones we get to build. In the family of believers, if we would just choose, excuse me, just choose to allow the leadership of the Lord to guide our steps. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I believe this can be us. I believe that we can do this. I believe that we are doing this. If we weren't, none of us would be here. We've all chosen to allow God to lead our lives. I want to remind you, let's continue in that. Let's not give up on that. I know at times it can be difficult. We want to give up and we hadn't seen each other for over a year and it just gets hard. Let's be real. It gets difficult. But we're still here and we're still fighting and we cannot forget to prioritize the leadership of the Lord in our lives. You know, Joshua's example of allowing the leadership of the Lord to guide his steps is an example worthy of imitation. And I want to encourage everyone here today to follow Joshua's example and make some decisions to prioritize God in your life. Make some practical decisions, maybe some tweaks, maybe some new things you've got to adjust in your life to make him at the forefront of your lives. Amen. And remember the impact we will have on so many people if we allow that small decision to put God first in our lives always. Church, with the leadership of the Lord, people will follow. I believe that, and I believe in all of you. Amen. Love you guys.